Hello and welcome to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, and what's there to geek out about, past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. That's Eric Creech, Kyle Whitley's on paternity leave, and I'm Ashby Brame. What's up, y'all? <laughs> welcome to our podcast. We're recording on a Saturday, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we are. Um, you know, we're going to try to knock out a bunch of episodes today, so it's going to be really awesome. Kyle, as Ashby mentioned, is not with us. Uh, he, he's going to take a... We kind of had a little heart-to-heart with Kyle um, right. last week, because Kyle has a lot going on. He moved into his new house last week, and he's still working on that process. He and his wife are expecting a baby in two weeks, um, and that's... I mean, I've never had a baby. Um, you've never had a baby. I mean, we that don't know, know what that we, that we know of. I mean, but uh, I imagine that's going to be like very time consuming from I've what heard. I understand. And it, our heard. argument is, hey, Kyle, you've known us for how long? I mean. And you've known that baby what? 20 years. Yeah. You've so. known that baby for what? You know, a few months and it's not even born yet. And exactly. You're gonna, but whatever, Kyle. Exactly. It's fine. But, no, no, okay. no. Seriously, we did tell him. Go be with your family. That's go right. take care of your family stuff. The podcast, we hope, will still be here when you get back. I mean, <laughs> it depends on how much we run this thing off the rails. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> but uh, our hand to God, but, it might still be here. <laughs> but Kyle will be back with us uh, in a few weeks, hopefully, uh, after things settle down and he gets some time, maybe. Um, but until then, me and Ash, we're going to hold down the fort. We're going right. to have a couple of guest hosts over the, uh, you know, over the course of yeah. the next few weeks. Hunter Batten will be joining us in a few weeks. Um, so we'll hold the fort down. We'll get him, you know, go ahead and keep his seat warm. I'm actually using his microphone. Don't tell him. Um, he's very, very careful about his stuff. So don't tell him. Um, but yeah, <laughs> be our little <laughs> secret there, but no we, one will ever know. no one will ever know exactly. Um, but Kyle will be joining us again. Uh, if you do see Kyle, uh, make sure you just wish him a congratulations on the social media channels. Um, and we do miss him, but he will be back sooner rather than later, we hope. Yes, and I'm sure that we will share with the uh, podcast community oh, yeah, when, when Baby Sky arrives. When Baby Sky is here, we're going to yeah. be hyping it up. That's what, right. What? So it's going to be really awesome. We're, we're, we're aunts and uncles. Aunts and uncles. Yes. And for those of you, y'all can't see aunts me. Aunts and uncles. I, I pointed to myself when I said aunts. Yeah. I pointed to Ashby when I said uncle. 100. So that's how that works. That's <laughs> science. So don't ignore the science, folks. All right. So, but we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. And while we're at it, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast. Of course, rate and review us five stars. Five stars only. I don't care if you hate us or if you love us or if you love us but everyone else hates us or vice versa. A five-star review would be really, really nice. I know we had a lot of new followers on the Facebook page this week. Um, but if you want to follow us on our social media channels like all of our new followers... Search for us, What the What Media. That's all one word, What the What Media. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube under that. We're also on Twitter at WTW underscore media. Uh, please share this with your friends. Now, last week on the podcast, we discussed one of Ashby's favorite movies. Yes, we did. Twister. It was delightful. 1996 classic Twister. On today's episode, we are taking a... Deep dive into like here's how we have it titled. We have it titled the movies you that everyone loves but you hate, or the yes. movies you movies that you hate that, that everyone, everyone loves. loves. Yes. And I think hate is a little bit of a strong word. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can get into a uh, into a minute, but the, that's the topic today: movies that you just don't get that everyone else is like, hey, you gotta see this. 
Um, here's your spoiler warning. We will be talking about six different movies between the uh, two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may be discussing events that happens in those movies. So um, if you are listening and you get to a part where we mention a movie that you haven't seen yet and you want to see it because maybe it's one of those movies that everyone's hyping up and you don't want to be disappointed, be prepared to fast forward a little bit through that, that section. Um, we will maybe not be spoiling the entire thing, but we will be taking into account some of the events that may happen in those movies, possibly. Um, but yeah, so with that said, let's jump into our topic. So as we were talking about off air, I had some trouble with this list because if it's a movie that I'm not interested in, most of the time I'm not going to watch it. So I had trouble like finding three movies that I've actually seen all the way through and then could form a cohesive opinion about I didn't really like that or I didn't really get it. I think the word hate is a strong word. So when we title this episode That's true. That's true. Uh, to go out this weekend, um, we might have to think of an alternate title. Yeah, hate's a very strong word. Yes, because I don't hate these movies I'm listing, but I just I don't get why everyone else likes them so much. Well, and also, I was thinking about, as I was making my choices, you know, I'm a very uh, opinionated person. Mm-hmm. Hold your shock. Um, I am just blown away. <laughs> everyone listening to this is like, what? News alert! Breaking news! <laughs> Ashby Brain is very opinionated. Um, More at 11. And so, more out of uh, so I was <clears throat> really struggling to find a movie that I had watched all the way through and still held the opinion that I did not like it because what will often happen is I will end up walking into a room where someone is watching a movie or will catch glimpses of a movie on a TV channel that I'm flipping through and we'll see certain scenes and then we'll be like, nope, not for me, not watching it. No, thank you, not interested. And so, you know, to be fair, maybe to those movies, I should probably watch the full thing before I make an opinionated statement about whether or not I, I like it or not or whether or not it's worth my time or a bad movie or whatever. But, Absolutely. You know, I, I did finally, after much consideration, pick three movies that I have seen from start to finish that I just never care to watch again. I'll say it that way. I feel like that's fair. I think that's a fair statement. Um, I've actually, while we're talking right now, I'm scrolling through. I have three movies in mind, but... (coughs) Excuse me. I have three movies in mind, but I'm just going through this list making sure maybe there's like a better option. Um, You know, I'm going through this list of best movies of all time or most popular movies of all time. And there's a lot of these movies that are on this list that I haven't seen. So, I mean, it would be unfair. Like, and there's some that I haven't seen, but I'm also not interested in seeing. Correct. Like, a movie like Avatar. Right. Is, like, hot, one of the highest grossing box office movies of, of all, all time. time. Right. People rave about it, love it. I have no interest in seeing it. Yeah. Uh, like, a movie like Inception. It's never seen Inception. Never seen Inception. I mean, no. and I love Christopher Nolan's work on the right. Dark Knight trilogy. I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, I know, and I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think he's fantastic. But for some reason, every time I've tried to force myself to sit and watch an Inception, it's like, no, I'd rather just do something else. Right. Yeah, I feel like there are movies that I will probably never see because I can I can get a good grasp from a trailer whether or not that's a movie that is going to appeal to me. And so, like, everyone raved about The Wolf of Wall Street, and I was like, nothing about that movie interests me. Nope. You know, I love Leonardo DiCaprio. And and I think that's okay, though. Like, if, you know, we've discussed this on, if 
we all had the same opinions and the same taste, right? Then our Hollywood would be would be very boring. I mean, Correct. like the, if everything was just the same, like cult, you know, cultivated the one audience, and right, then you don't get this great diversity of you know different movies and genres and um, and styles and stuff. I mean, I think there is something out there for everybody. I fully believe that. Um, so not every movie has to be universally loved, but today we're going to be talking about some movies that feel like they're universally loved by everyone except for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Ashby, would you like to go first? Yes. Okay. I would love to go first. Please do. So, uh, I was born in 1988. And so by the time I was born and old enough to be sort of flipping through the channels of my TV, this movie had already made it into syndication. So you could pretty easily find it, you know, on TBS or CBS mm-hmm. or TNT or, you know, wherever it was being run. Um, and I remember being at one of my best friend's houses. He lived next door to me. And um, he and I would play a lot because we, you know, we live right next to each other. And his mom always had... Um, like iced freezy pops in the freezer in the garage. Nice. And so on days when we couldn't play outside because it was raining or it was too hot or whatever, um, his mom would let us pick something to watch on TV. And honestly, they might have also had it on VHS. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Um, but I distinctly remember being in his living room, sitting down, and we watched E.T. And phone home. Yes, and I. I know we watched it from start to finish because I remember the scene at the end where the bikes fly or whatever. And um, I remember Drew Barrymore being a little kid. And I remember, like, the government agents, I guess. So, like, I know I watched it all the way through. But to be fair, I haven't gone back and watched it as an adult. But I remember this movie freaking me out i did not like how wrinkly he was i didn't like how long his fingers were i didn't understand how it was supposed to be a movie for kids or feel good or like a cute story i probably was too young to really understand the plot i just remember not liking it and as a kid like sometimes reactions like that that are visceral really stick with you Mm -hmm. and so even though i know logically that I could probably watch it now as an adult and might actually like it and form a different opinion. It's just been one of those movies through the decades that stuck with me that like, I don't like it and I don't have any interest in it and I don't want to watch it. (laughs) And I feel like everyone loves E.T. So I'll I'll let you in on a little secret here. I've never seen E.T. Oh my God. (laughs) I've never seen it. I get the pop culture references. That's the big thing about a lot of these movies like we were talking about um, Goodwill Hunting earlier, because um, Kyle is you know Kyle wanted to put that on the schedule a couple of years ago, and I was like I've never seen it. He's like what you've never seen it, and but I get the cultural references behind that movie. You know I was even telling Ashby, hey, it's not your fault, it's not your fault, and like I know that's from that movie. Yes. I know E. T. Phone Home. I know the mm-hmm. Reese's Pieces. You know bit with E. T. I get that, but I've never seen that movie all the way through, or if any bits and pieces of it, other than like whatever's been shown, like in other movies where they're watching ET. You correct, know, correct, correct. Uh, so, like, I can't give you like any kind of rebuttal behind, hey, your opinion's wrong, or I hundred percent agree with you because I've never had the desire to watch ET. I mean, there you go. Um, love Drew Barrymore. 
But. Yeah, she was super cute in it. I mean, it. I, I understand now that I've seen it, I've seen bits and pieces of it as an adult. Like you said, if I'm watching a documentary about, you know, movies or whatever, they'll often show either their fingers touching mm-hmm. or the scene where... Um, <laughs> where Drew Barrymore, uh, the little, as a little kid, sees E.T. for the first time and, like, screams. Um, or they'll show the bikes flying over yeah. the forest or whatever. Yep. Get all that. 100%. Yeah, right. And so I, I get that, like, it, it had these, like, funny, cute, feel-good moments. But I, like, I don't know. I just, I didn't. He freaked me out when I was little. I don't, I just, I can't. I can't do I it. don't blame you Can't do bit. it. Don't blame me one bit. So how I kind of react to the Kremlins. Yes. <laughs> they freaked me out as a kid. Yes. So <laughs> I did watch those. Um, anyway, so my number one on my list here. Um, so let's travel back in time just a little bit to, uh, I believe, 2018. Okay. And my our, our friend Tim, Tim Hutchinson, friend of the podcast here, was celebrating a birthday. His birthday is around Memorial Day weekend. So he's got another one coming up. So uh, mm-hmm. around Memorial Day, guys, wish our buddy Tim a happy birthday. We'll uh, make sure we do that on the pod. So, But for his birthday that year, we all went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and we were just going to come back to my house and watch a movie as a group, you know, something low-key. I think the year before, we went to Con Key, and we did a uh, an escape room. And so, like, next year, I was like, let's do something low-key this year, you know. This is, you know, number 31, I think, for him. Last year, the year before was year 30. He had to make a big deal about year 30. That's fair. But uh, but 31, let's let's just low-key. We're adults now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go out to, you know, nice little dinner, you know, a little right. movie, some hang, hang time, whatever. So we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. He hung out there, and then we all traveled back here to uh, the place where we record our podcast here. And we sat down, and we were trying to figure out what to watch. And he said, well, I've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I was like, I've never seen that either. So went and I actually bought it on like Amazon or Apple or something, rented it or something. And we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark and everyone loves Indiana Jones. You know, it's a classic. You know, Harrison Ford, you know, he's an archaeologist with the, with the whip and the, mm-hmm. the hat and, you know, the rolling ball thingy and, you know, Nazis and stuff. And um, I was bored to death. Yeah, I can. I mean, I'm. A, <laughs> I, mean, I, I watched it and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I get that. I, I, I didn't enjoy it. I've like, seen literally every Indiana Jones movie, but I feel like Harrison Ford. My love for Harrison Ford pulls me through it. You know. Um, I think I was I was more excited about the fact that I recognized the rival archaeologist in there, play, played by Paul Freeman, mm-hmm. as Ivan Ooze from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I mean, only you. Only me would only make you. that connection That's, there. Okay. Like, hey, there's Ivan News, and like there was like crickets. Like what? Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone loves that movie, and I'm like, okay. I mean, but did you like? Is that just not your kind of movie? Like, did you like National Treasure? I love National or, Treasure. So it's like not I, I the want like... to do an episode on National Treasure and National Treasures Two Book okay. Secrets, and I cannot wait for okay. National Treasures Three. You know, if it ever comes out, to come out. Uh, yes. Um. Yeah. Love like the idea of hidden treasure and you know okay. a good, well crafted story and uh, Nicholas Cage doing Nicholas Cage things. One hundred percent. Um. But for some reason, and I don't know if it's just a product of its time, like it's a movie from nineteen eighty one. Right. Pacing was different you know, back it's, then. It's a different kind of movie. I don't know right. if that. That didn't just appeal to me. Like it was just a, you know, maybe it was shot differently. Maybe I, I don't know. It's just it. I watched it and did not like it. Okay. Have you tried? Had you seen an Indiana Jones film at all? No. Before then, and no. have you tried since then to watch an Indiana Jones film that's not Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. Okay. 
Interesting. I'm willing to. I mean, okay. like, and that's one of my life things. So I'm, if I select one for you. If you were to give me what um, the other, there's the, the fourth one that has Shia LaBeouf in it. Um, not that one. Crystal of the something. Um, but there's also something the Crystal the, Skull. Yeah. The okay. Kingdom of the Crystal, Crystal Skull. Something, yeah. There's also The Last Crusade mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. what's the second one? Mm, it's been so long. I own all of them, so I could let you borrow them. But I, I feel like. Uh, the Temple of Doom. Yes, so Temple the of Temple Doom. of Doom is really good. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark maybe was not a good place to start. Even though it's the first one. Correct. It's like Star Wars, you know? Like, sometimes the order is not that's the fair. order. Okay. Or like The Witcher, you know, the way that The Witcher episodes came out, that's not ideally how you want to watch them. Okay. It's complicated. Fair enough, fair okay. enough, fair <laughs> enough. So, Raiders of the Lost Ark, my first selection. Okay. Willing to give the Indiana Jones, a uh, the franchise, another try. Okay. But was not impressed with my one viewing of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Interesting. Okay. So, my second pick came out when I was in high school, but I don't remember it becoming a cultural phenomenon until I was in early college. And it was kind of like Mean Girls. At some point, I realized I had missed a step and everyone was quoting something around me that I had no point of reference for. And so this is Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) And I understand that it's a very quotable movie. I get it. Yes. Um, I I got quotes on the tip of my tongue right now. Yes. And they're funny. I, you know. I caught you a delicious bass. I get, I get, I get that. And on top of it being quotable, I was told in college multiple times by strangers that I look like the girl with the ponytail and the caboodle. Are you drinking 1% milk because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You could be drinking whole milk if you wanted to. Open up with that line, gentlemen. That's a the best pickup line you of all time. You could be drinking whole milk if you, you wanted to. You could be drinking to. whole milk if you wanted to. Yeah, she's like, I'm selling bracelets? Yeah, bracelets or something. Or something. Yeah, to like fun something. So, okay. I don't even know the story that well. I just know I love watching the movie, but you don't. Okay, so here's the thing. So, so at some point in college I realized that people were quoting this movie and that every time I asked someone what it was from they were like uh Napoleon Dynamite like how have you never seen it it's amazing and so probably my freshman or sophomore year of college I was like okay let me learn myself something and I sat down and I watched Napoleon Dynamite from start to finish did you watch these uh the end credit scene because I didn't know there was an end credit scene until like two years ago probably not okay probably not yeah his um at at at, um it might have been Pedro's wedding. Someone's wedding. Okay. Someone gets married in the end credit scene. I don't know who it is. But Interesting. Okay. We'll look it up later. So, anyway, so I, I watched it, and all the quotes were in there that, you know, I, people had been quoting to me, and there were moments that I laughed, but for the most part, after the movie was over, I was just kind of like, okay, first of all, this didn't really have a beginning, and it certainly didn't really have an end. And I feel like I just wasted two hours of my life. Like, that was a movie about nothing. Nothing. Yes, there was no plot. There was no stakes. There nothing was no nothing. happened. There were no stakes. There was no antagonist, really, and just a bunch of, like, average protagonists. I, I would say Hillary Duff's sister was a great antagonist. I, I, <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand to this day. I, you know... You know, here's the thing. I'm not going to hold that against you, honestly, because Napoleon Dynamite is one of those things where either it's your cup of tea or, or it's not. Like either you know, it's like either you like coffee or you don't like coffee. Correct. Okay. I don't like coffee. No matter how many times I try coffee, I in, coffee. in different ways, I don't like I coffee. I love coffee in every way. You like coffee. You love intravenously. Coffee. Yes. 
you know, via cup, via... (laughs) Via osmosis. Yes. (laughs) In a bath. (laughs) Yeah, in a bath. Okay, we're getting weird. Okay. Um, (laughs) Intravenous wasn't weird. That's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite in a way. Like, either you or you know it's stupid. You know there's no plot. There's no point to it. It's just like, it's what I like to call it, just a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the points and whose line is anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, the points don't matter. That's but, right. You know, whatever. Everything's you're, made up. Everything's yeah. made up. But you're just you're just there because the little scenes do something for you. Yes. You know the awkward scenes between Napoleon and Pedro. Right. You know, right. remind you of the awkward scenes between you and your new friends or whatever, right. or the the budding romance between. Napoleon and the girl whose name escapes me off the top of my head. Um, Can't remember. But like that reminds you of, you know, we've all been awkward. Or Napoleon dancing, you know, you find that hilarious. Or you find the little quotes, you know, the uncle who's still living in his high school glory days. You know, if Coach would have put me in in the fourth quarter, we'd have won state. I'd have gone to the NFL. We would have had a whole new life. I could throw a football a quarter mile over those mountains over there. <laughs> Throws a stake at it. Napoleon, we just, you know, just, you know. Little stupid things like that. Oh Either goodness. you love it or you don't get it. So and so you don't get it. There's nothing wrong I with just, that. I just yeah, I don't so. get it. It's... Well when it's okay. we when we do our Napoleon Dynamite episode Kyle, I don't know if Kyle likes Napoleon Dynamite or not either. I, I feel like he's one or the other, obviously. I mean, um, I'd be happy to cosplay as Deb, but I have nothing to add to that particular episode. Look, so... I'll just sit there with my caboodle. And- when me and Ruth Ann were dating, you were friends with Ruth Ann in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you remember the beginning of that relationship. Yes. Um, me and her bonded over that movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Her mom made me a Vote for Pedro shirt. That's funny. Oh, I, my goodness. I don't know if I still have it. It doesn't fit anymore, obviously. But, um, but yeah, a Vote for Pedro shirt. Like, before they actually started making them, she mm-hmm. made one for me because mm-hmm. we love that movie so much. So, um, Anyway, yeah. p- speaking of movies that you just don't get. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, so, I think it was, I think it was sometime last year. And... A friend of ours, mine and Kyle, um, had this is like right before you came along to be our permanent third host. Okay. Um, and now permanent just person on the best podcast. Host. Yes. Permanent yes. best host. No, no, permanent person in our lives now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Edgerton. Um, I don't know if you know Jordan. He married uh, Ashley Tart, um, mm-hmm, who's my mm-hmm, age. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a fan of the podcast. Uh, he. You know, and he's really surprised me a little bit. Like he, he loves the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff. Um, he loves superhero stuff. Big sports fan. I mean, he's um, he he's really into a lot of stuff we're into, and it really kind of surprised me a little bit. You know, he really enjoyed getting to know Jordan a little bit at church, and um, but he brought up to me and Kyle. He's like, hey, you know, we got the. It might have even been like two years ago. I don't know, right before we started, like the Matrix twenty year anniversary. You know, came out in nineteen ninety nine. Was you know, so twenty years would have been two thousand nineteen when we got started. Um, I'd love to be on the Matrix podcast when y'all do the Matrix. Okay. And it's like, okay, um, here's the thing about that. <laughs> Yikes. What do you mean when we do the Matrix podcast? Because me and Kyle both were like, um, we're not really into the Matrix. Right. We just let Jordan come in and like do a one man uh-huh. guest star. Cause I also have only ever seen the first <laughs> Matrix and I did not get it. Like, so... This is another one of those like story time moments where, okay, so I was, me and Ruthann had been dating for 
about two, three months at this point. Okay. And I was working at the Selma Pool. And our, our friend, uh, Ryan Fitzgerald, yep. was holding a Matrix Marathon at I was going to say, house. Ryan seems like the kind of person who would be super into the Matrix. He really enjoyed the Matrix, I feel like. And he, he invited you know me and Ruth in, and I had to work. Um, but I was going to come over afterwards, and we, I came over afterwards, and we started the Matrix Marathon. And I started watching the Matrix with uh, all of them, and I couldn't... St- I couldn't stay for the um, the second and third parts of the film because I didn't get it. Like, I didn't like it. It was like... It wasn't clicking. It, I mean, it seems like it'd be my kind of movie. It has Keanu Reeves in it, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Hugo Weaving, my goodness, uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss was in there. I mean, dystopian future, humanity's unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like I would love something like this because one of my favorite seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was season four when they did the framework. Yes. And yes. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so good. But when I watched The Matrix back in 2005, and then when I watched The Matrix 2 and The Matrix Reloaded, and there's even a Matrix 4 coming out some point in the next couple of years, I know it won Academy Awards, but I got nothing for you. I mean, I I don't get it. I'm sorry. Like, it bored me to death. I was not excited about this movie. I don't want to watch any more of them. Um, I just, uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to say. I yeah. mean, no, I, I I 100% feel you on this. So. so, I mean, we're in it. So, if you like The Matrix, drop us a note and tell us why. Like, um, because yeah. I think all three of us on the podcast here, me, Ashby, and Kyle, are very meh on The Matrix. And yeah. um, if there's something I'm missing that, you know, maybe you, I, you, I can. And I normally love, like you're saying, I love those, like, through the looking glass kind of uh-huh. movies. Um, I really, I was actually just listening to a podcast recently where they were covering, um, you know, like the the world's biggest conspiracy theories yeah. and the, the whole, like we're all living in a simulation is one of the biggest global conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And the matrix was one of the first movies to really like popularize that in pop culture. So there were sci-fi authors for decades writing about the idea that we might all be living in a simulation, but it wasn't mm-hmm. until the matrix came out that like that idea got really like the idea of being like, is it like red pilled or something? Yeah, red pill or blue pill. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, they were talking about The Matrix as the first time that a lot of people had a, a like a concept of what the the idea of living in a simulation might look like. Yeah. And so when you talk about that conspiracy theory now, everyone's like, oh, like The Matrix, you know. And I remember going to see The Matrix in theaters with someone who was super into it. Like, mm-hmm. and so you would think that enthusiasm, if nothing else would like carry me. And, and I just remember watching it and being like, this is weird. Yeah. Like this is really weird. And some of it's like borderline gross. Like there's a lot of body dysphoria things happening. Mm-hmm. And I was just not, I was not a fan. No, not <laughs> just, a fan. I don't so. get it. 
hit us up, listeners. If you yeah. uh, if you're a fan of the Matrix, you know, and let us if, know. if y'all want to do a Matrix episode, yes, we might have just a guest host week in general right. where yes. y'all can do a Matrix episode if that's popular enough amongst our listeners. I mean, we're okay taking a, a vacation. That's right. We'll, we'll let you guys. Yeah, you, we'll, know, you know, I'll let you into my house and we'll let while. you do the. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. So just hit us up and let us know. All right. So we're down to our last uh last one, and I told you. I know you're up next, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to go ahead and prepare you. You're going to be really like, I I hope you're done with your your pink drink before we get to oh, my my because okay. I feel like you're going to throw it at me. Okay. Um, and is this, this going to be is this going to be the episode we flip the table? It might be the okay. episode where we flip the table and you okay. give me a black eye. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Yes. And when Kyle gets back, what happened? Oh, I I fell down the stairs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran to the door. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Eric <laughs> fell down the stairs. Yes. He fell down the stairs 10 times. 10 times, yes. <laughs> but go ahead, because uh, I know what your number uh, your number three is. Uh, okay. Hit me with it. So here we go. This is probably the most controversial one that I'll talk about. So I left it for last. I have seen this movie more than once. So when you write angry fan letters into me, understand that I have given it more than one opportunity, okay? And I understand also that not every single person's comedy hits for every single person. Like, there are comedians that, you know, like, I, like I'm, there are some Will Ferrell movies I like and some I don't. And, you know, I think we've talked about before with comedy, like, one person's comedic actor isn't another person's Absolutely. comedic actor, right? Okay, so. I'm They're gonna, not all Robin Williams. Correct. So, I'm going to preface that. And I'm going to say that I do not enjoy watching Fifty First Dates. It hurts. Do you just have a problem with Drew Barrymore? This is the second time she's appeared on your list today. I did not think of that until just now. No, I love Drew Barrymore. Um, she was amazing in, was it Riding in Cars with Boys? Yes. She was fantastic in that. I, I like a lot of her movies. Yes. So it has nothing to do with Drew Barrymore. Um, and I'm not... I'm not a big Adam Sandler hater. Like, I, you know, there are some of his movies that I do not enjoy. And there are some of his movies that I find him really funny in. Right. So, you know, I, and uh, Sean Astin is the one redeeming thing in this movie to me. He's delightful as the brother. Doug. Doug <laughs> is so funny. And I really love one of the only times in this movie that I actually laughed is when they're like, what are you wearing? And he's like, it's called Fashion Sweetie. Look it up. <laughs> like, it's not juice. It's a sports shake. <laughs> it's like wearing that mesh Get shirt. off the juice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, you know, it's just one, and I, I cannot explain what it is, but I just don't find this movie, like the concept sounds more terrifying to me than heartwarming. Like the idea that she has this disease that she consistently can't remember people in her life that are important to her. I, like the whole thing just doesn't the idea that it's a comedy and I'm just not a I'm not a fan. It's one of those movies that okay so it's 16 years old it came out in 05. Um it's one that it, to me it's like the last good Adam Sandler movie. Like it was I mean it was that movie then Click and then beyond that like it went to like bedtime stories and just go for it and right. like it, like the movie, quality of movie started going down. So this is like the last hurrah for Adam Sandler. And it's a rom-com. Um, there are some parts of that movie that are just gross to me. You know, the war, war, walrus. 
can't. That's one animal whose name I can't pronounce. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just barfing on his mm-hmm. assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, we we we're not really like they point out. We're not really sure. You know the gender of the assistant. They make references both ways, and that's kind of a big contention point. It's one of those movies where I don't think it would be made today. Correct. Like especially the idea of using short-term memory loss as a comedic crutch. Right. Like to, to you know, have hijinks and shenanigans built around it. And it ends up, to me, being, you know, he falls in love with her. He has to force her to fall in love with him every day. And that's kind of sweet. But I don't know. Right. It's just, it's one of those movies, like, 10 years later, I think people would have thought differently yes. about. Well, and it, not to pile on to Adam Sandler, because it's not his fault, but... Um, this movie is right up there with uh, Big Daddy for mm-hmm, me, yeah. where it's like actual things that in the real world would be really upsetting, horrifying situations Illegal, that yes. are like packaged sweetly into a romantic comedy or a comedy. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy's just a comedy. Yeah. And so, like, I've tried to watch both those movies multiple times, and like every time someone is watching Big Daddy around me, and I watch certain scenes, I'm just like. This is horrific. This is not funny. Like nothing no. about this is funny. <laughs> like, and then I'm the buzzkill in the room. That's like, this is you're, not okay. <laughs> to, to reference a uh, episode we're recording later, you're the Britta in the room. One hundred percent. Yeah. She makes a yeah. Yeah. The, we'll we'll talk about like, Britta it's later. It's fictional, Ashby. It's not real. It's yeah. just meant to be funny. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. I can understand why you may have hangups about the movie. Um, I think it's just my, uh, my man crush on, um, on Drew Barrymore. Like I've always had a crush on her. Like that is a I redeeming mean, quality. She's hot. I enjoy the Hawaiian settings. Um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. enjoy the beach, uh, beach boys, uh, soundtrack. Um, I enjoy, um, Doug and his dad played by, um, Sean, uh, Hunter's dad, uh, Blake, um, oh my goodness. He, he Chet Hunter in Boy Meets World. What's his name? Blake something. Um. Uh, he's also the voice of Slinky the dog now. It's going to bother me. But yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of things I enjoy about that movie. Um, but I can understand why you don't like it. Um, Are you I, talking about Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd's in that movie, yeah. Oh, okay. He's the head, uh, the, the uh, memory doctor. Right. Um, hang on one second. Who are you? So who's the... Go down the cast. Do, do, do. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Blake Clark. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Blake Clark's who I'm looking for. Yeah, there's some good cameos in that movie. I mean, Dan Aykroyd's in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he, uh, Kevin James makes Kevin a brief James. cameo. Because it's a, you know, know like Adam a little Sandler flashback. Movie, yeah, of I mean, just, you know, Henry Roth. Rob Schneider again. Henry Roth. Yes. <laughs> Rob Schneider is the, like, the always high surfer guy who has a glass eye. And he's like, believe it or not, this is my good eye. <laughs> I mean, just... <laughs> 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 I love how they poke fun at um oh, at happy uh, at happy Gilmore whenever the kid you know goes out there and swings and Adam Sandler you know, the the guy does the happy Gilmore swing and Adam Sandler's like that is the stupidest looking swing I've ever seen in my entire life mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. just nice little references there but I understand why you may not enjoy that um so it's a good pick for your list I think now because I've been understanding okay okay now okay. you have um two movies on your list have. I've really enjoyed. Now, so far, so you know, you've really like resonated with my list. You're like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Okay. You know, okay. the Taking, matrix. I'm doing I, some deep breathing I don't exercises. understand. You know, um, 
like you were understanding with Raiders of the Lost right, Ark. Right, even whatever, though I love Harrison Ford. It's okay. It's okay. Everything's fine. I'm just woosah. In the mid two thousands, here's where my number three uh, story starts. In the mid two thousands, um, my brother was really into a particular film franchise. We had the DVD sets. We watched them during the summer. At least he did. I watched them once. Um, the series had a prequel series that came out later in the late to mid two thousands. And I watched them in theaters, every single one of them, just to prove a point. Your look on your face is not good. <laughs> I'm trying to be calm. I'm just. If you hear a chair squeaking, it's me sliding a I'm little further waiting. away from Ashby. <laughs> <clears throat> Ashby, mm-hmm. my friend. Okay. My wonderful podcasting co-host. Yep, yep, yep. All the adjectives in the world to describe you. Uh-huh, You're uh-huh. so wonderful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I, I honestly do not understand or like the Lord of the Rings. No! <laughs> oh, no! No! If I'm being completely honest, if I can speak How? my... If I can speak my How? truth. If I can speak my truth. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a therapy session now. <laughs> We're going to need a mediator in a second. We are. <laughs> Let's get Kyle back on the phone here. They bore me. No. This, but, they I, bore me. I, I, and I don't understand why because it doesn't make sense why they bore me. It's just... It's a, I, <laughs> You're not even speaking English anymore. It doesn't... What? This, it's a... <sighs> this was the... Like, when I thought of this category, I had to think of the other two, like, really hard. This one was the first entry on my list. I don't have words. I know. I, I feel... I might be doing this podcast solo until Kyle gets I'm back. I'm feeling betrayal, um, sorrow, deep sorrow, and... Here's the um, thing. I read, maybe, I've read I did the, something wrong. I read The Hobbit <laughs> in 1936. No. <laughs> when it came out! It came out. No, but I've read the books. The books are great. Okay. But for some now reason. Now I really don't get it. But for some reason, I watch those movies and I am just taken out for some reason. I don't understand. I cannot get connected to the movies. I just, I, I honestly cannot comprehend. Because if anything, the books should be what are hard to get through. Like, I've read The Hobbit and every every single book in the trilogy and I've read all the appendices, and I comprehend how difficult that is. And Tolkien was a very, like, laborious writer. Like, you you have to do a lot of, like, he could have told the story in a much more shorter and succinct way, and he didn't. And so I, I can understand why someone would go see Lord of the Rings and immediately feel like they could read the book and then try to read the book and just be like... Nope, this is not this is not working for me. But for the opposite to be true makes no sense because you're not having to put any work into watching it like you would into reading it. Like watching it should suck you in visually. It like it's a beautiful little beautiful color palette. I like, will say it's, it's well a, casted. I will say it's a beautiful movie in terms of visually. How are you bored? There's something happening every second. I just I'm not into it. And it's a deep world. There's culture, there's language and religion and music and poetry and like folklore. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. This makes no sense. 
No, it doesn't. No sense. No. <sighs> All just... I know is when I watched those movies with my brother in the in the summer, he was a big Two Towers fan, loved the original, um, Fellowship of the Ring, loved the Return of the King, um, bored to death. I went to the movies with some friends to watch all three of them because that's what I did. I went to the movies, sat through them, slogged through three hours. Now, I can't understand how, like, the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. I, even I was like, I have to, I had to really try to get through those. There yeah. were some, like, what the what moments. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the Hobbit trilogy, it, it was like, it was sort of the opposite where. You know, for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, each book was a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like each book could have been three movies. Right. Where The Hobbit, that one book could have been one movie, and they made it three they movies. They stretched it out. And I was like, this is not. No. And then Peter Jackson ended up writing what was basically his own fan fiction at the end of The Hobbit trilogy, where what all the characters kind of go off to do is not what happens in the book's to a certain extent, like there's a backstory with Legolas that he kind of made up a little bit. And then Turiel isn't even a character in the Hobbit. He just added her like a Mary Sue, like directly into the, anyway, I could go on. I'm not. So I get that you wouldn't like the Hobbit movies, but the three original Lord of the Rings movies were like poetic cinema. They won awards. They won Oscars. I'm just so disappointed. Yeah. Lincoln, so disappointed. Lincoln also won Oscars, and I didn't like it either. So. I don't know if our friendship will get will get past this. I'm oh, gonna no. I'm gonna have to really give this a lot of thought. And... Here is the only redeeming thing I can say to maybe fix our our, our budding friendship here, because um, okay. it is budding. I, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you were to host a Lord of the Ring viewing okay. night, okay, not all three at one time, but just one movie at a time, okay. I would be willing to give it another try. Okay. That is how far I'm willing to. Okay. And then give you a fair assessment. Okay. 15, 16 years after I saw the original. And see if my opinion has changed. Because from my memory. I'm wondering if I made you watch it with cast commentary. If that would help. Because it's... I, that, that might be more distracting. <laughs> well, no, because you've already seen it, so you know what's going to happen for the most part. I mean, it's been 16 years, so... And the commentary... Give me a, give me a fresh coat. ...is hysterical. Yeah. I mean, either way, you're going to get it with me commentary. Well, that's so. fine. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe just that'll you, help. Maybe just <laughs> you just commentary to begin with. Walk you with. through each scene. <laughs> this is why you should like what's happening on the screen right now, Eric. Here's the backstory. Here's what happened in the book. <laughs> You sound like me whenever we're watching Community. Yes, um, yes, 100%. So here's the backstory here. Um, oh Chevy gosh. Chase actually wasn't in this episode because he walked off set. Anyway, um, <laughs> I would be willing to do that. If you were to host a Lord of the Rings okay. thing this summer, okay. invite Kyle and Erica and Baby Sky. Okay. Baby Sky can go out at that point. Uh-huh. Invite me. Okay. You know. Okay. We order Chinese or right. sushi. Sushi. Uh-huh. Know, or both. Or both. Um, yeah. Wh- whatever. Yeah, yeah. I am willing okay. to go through that. Okay. And then tell you at the end, sorry. Okay. Or you've changed my mind. We would have to plan out a few different viewings because That's fine. I have the director's cut Blu ray. So each movie's four hours. The directed, extended, extended, extended cut Correct. with personalized commentary Correct. to Ashby Brain. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of up to six words. So it would actually take 12 Ashby, hours to you're watch now Gimli. all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Gimli is. All right. I'm now I'm sad again. Oh my goodness. Okay. So. On that note, (laughs) 
that's our list. Listeners, uh, did we, we didn't do social media for this week. Did we, we? I did a little post, but no one commented. Yeah, because so. we, we, you know, yeah. Kyle usually handles some of our social yeah. media stuff uh, during the week. Me and Ashby are trying to pick up the pieces a little bit. We're getting better at We're it. We're trying. We're trying. We're so getting hard. there, but, you um, know. But if you listen to this episode, and we will drop something on social media the day this episode comes out, mm-hmm. and you agree or disagree with mm-hmm. our picks, or you have some picks of your own, let us know in the comments on Facebook or in Twitter on Instagram, and let us know what some of the movies that you don't really like, even though everyone else around you seems to love them. Yeah, and maybe, maybe if it gets really controversial, we'll do a like a we'll do a sequel series or like a right. response, or yeah. we'll read the you know we'll do a social media shout out for this episode and a future episode. Absolutely, so everyone's so. voice gets heard. That's right. So uh, we're going to stop us here before Ashby gets more heartbroken. Here's, <gasps> here's the really cool thing about this episode. Um, and this is something that I, you know, with Kyle being out, like, with there's three of us, we tend to all be really long-winded. True. Because we all are very opinionated. But when you take one of us out of the equation, the episode mm-hmm. length goes down. This episode will be under 50 minutes. Nice. It'll be our shortest nice. episode in a long time because we got right to the point. That's right. We talked about our stuff. That's right. Um, and you know, that, it's just a little, a good little side effect. You know, mm-hmm. for some of you who I know, those of you who listen, you listen. You know, I wouldn't say religiously, but you listen and you're passionate about your listening and whatever. Um, we do have some long episodes sometimes. Yeah. Uh, this is a nice little, yeah. You know, little short one for you. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe two trips in the car. You know, uh, on the way to work and on the way home, you listen to the whole episode. There you go. Um, if you have a long commute, it could just be a one you know, on the way there commute episode. So, but we want to thank um, Kyle Whitley, our mm-hmm. BFF, yes, um, our mediator. Hopefully, one day for Lord uh-huh. of the Rings, our intrepid um, tech guy. Yep, who we, we had to like call <laughs> panicking. Who we, to, who we had to call because we could not get the system. Well, it turns out, but ladies and gentlemen, if you turn the power strip on, yes, things tend to work. <laughs> it turns out technology needs power. Yes. <laughs> We're writing this down. We're learning. Yes. We have a sticky note now that says yes. turn on Turn Kyle's on trip. everything. <laughs> so we, we miss you, Kyle, and can't wait for you to join us. And also a big thank you to Ricky Loss for all of his contributions to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion as much as I did and as much as Ashby just hated the last part of it. Exactly. Yeah, up until the end. <laughs> and we right. hope that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey into pop culture nostalgia and all the things that we enjoy next week. Oh, my goodness. Next week. Ugh. I'm going to let Eric just take this away. I'm so happy for you, bud. So excited for you. I might cry. (laughs) Just get emotional. Can you make me emotional? It's going to be so cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. We're doing community. Woo! You haven't been as excited about something since I joined and said that I also watch Psych, so you could finally have a Psych episode. Yes! We're doing community, and not only are we doing community, we are teaming up. Yes, Ashby, crossover. Yeah, we're doing a crossover episode. We are crossing over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashby, tell us about our crossover episode next week. So, I to make a, a long story short, and we'll get into it in next week's episode, but I have a friend who also has a podcast um, that she and some of her friends are just starting up, and it's going to be a Teen Wolf rewatch podcast. So, I was, I'm really into the... MTV TV show Teen Wolf, not the movie with Michael J. Fox. And she knows that I have a podcast. And so she reached out to me and she said, do you guys want to go in together and you can guest host on an episode that we're doing uh, for an episode of, um, you know, one of the first season rewatches of Teen Wolf. And then maybe we'll find something that we all like that we can talk about on your podcast. And so... 
I basically, you know, was kind of talking about what we would talk about for us. And one of the people for her podcast, one of her hosts has worked in LA as a production assistant and as a writer, and he's done a bunch of different things. And she said, well, did you know that Will worked on season one of Community? And I was like, what? (laughs) So uh, we are going to have the Return to Beacon Hills podcast host on to discuss Eric's favorite TV show, Community. I'm so excited. I have so many questions for Will. Um, Make sure you check out the Return to Beacon Hills on their social media account. We're going to give them shout outs next week, but let's go ahead and give them a little shout out. Um, I believe it's at... R-T-B-H podcast. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And I, you can find them on... They're on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Ooh. and somewhere else. But you'll be able to find them anywhere you, you know, listen to podcasts if you look them up. Um, we're going to you know tag them and everything, do a big shout out. They'll talk about their channels on the community episode. And then even if you're not super into Teen Wolf... Um, we will let you know, and their social media handles will also let you know when I end up guest starring on their episode. Um, I believe I'm doing, I can't remember if, if, if it's episode, episode six? eight or eight. nine. It's a later episode in the season. Um, and of course it's season one, so there's only like 11 or 12 episodes. I might have done episode 11, like the one right before the finale. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, we're going to be doing a crossover. They're going to be in with us. Then I'm going to be in with them. And we're really excited because this finally gives Eric the chance to talk about community, which Kyle and I cannot do with him. So. <laughs> ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we are talking about community. I definitely will be hyping that episode up. Um, so... Um, we're super excited for that and super excited to do a crossover episode and hope this leads to more crossovers down the line, not just with, uh, the return to Beacon Hills podcast, maybe some future, uh, um, other podcasting partners as well. Like we love the idea of collaboration because the idea of, um, building this podcast and like building the audience stuff, there's like a billion podcasts out there. You're Mm going to have to support and lean on each other. Um, and I'm hoping this is the start of, you know, something really awesome uh, where we can support them. They can support us and vice versa. So. Absolutely. So that's next week, uh, folks. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Until next time, not all those who wander are lost, Ashbeam. Apparently you're lost. Stay as about cool. About how much, how much you should love Lord of the Rings. But okay. <laughs> I did just pull up a Lord of the Rings quote just for you. How for, for, for dare the, you? For the tag. How dare you put J.R. Tolkien's words in your mouth? <laughs> Look, Ashley, there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> it's the job that's never started as takes longest to finish. Please stop. <laughs> Faithless is the heat that says farewell when the road darkens, and the road is darkening now. You don't even know so what you're talking stay about. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. Bye. And we'll see you next week. What the what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go kill Eric now. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Bye.